Welcome to my podcast that's all about how to overcome anxiety. Hello, I'm Wendy Dignan and I'm an anxiety specialist psychologist. I had an email this week from a lady saying that she listened to my podcast. Definitely, I'm going to answer your question. Um, And it was so typical of everything I know about anxiety. I thought the best thing to do is to make a podcast out of it, anonymously, of course, um, because it would be really useful for lots of people out there because it's got very um, usual themes that people with anxiety struggle with. And this is a scenario. Um, She said that a mum had uh, recently died a a few months ago, which is awful. That's an awful trauma all all in itself. Um, And particularly if your mum's not being well, because you very much adopt the role of um, carer and supporter, and that becomes um, a theme in your world. So it's it's difficult to lose that, apart from, of course, the trauma of losing your mum. And definitely when parents start to age and sadly when when they get ill or or die suddenly, you lose that one unconditional love if you've got that positive relationship with one parent, both parents. Um, And it's the thing that protects you from the world if you have, if you're lucky enough to have that feeling of unconditional love. Um, And what I think this has been a precursor to, I suspect that this lady has had anxiety anyway and um, the stress and the grief of a mum dying has um, amplified that and she's doing an awful lot of overthinking. Um, Sometimes we call it overthinking, sometimes we call it worrying but the outcome is the same. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UV X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. 
We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. And so she's doing two things because in anxiety, what we always look at is what people are thinking and what people are doing, because that's the formula that we work with. And that's why I always say you can definitely overcome anxiety. And the first step is finding out what your formula is in terms of thoughts and behavior. And this lady's thinking that terrible things will happen to her. Um, And I think that's probably exacerbated by a mum dying because your brain is very logical almost too logical and what it will be doing is is seizing on to evidence that terrible things can and will happen and of course um, mum dying is a terrible thing um, and so your brain's saying saying to you see I've got overwhelming evidence bad things happen um, and this is what your brain will be using as evidence for you um, if mum dying is is worst case scenario that's what's happened. And so your brain's going, you know, I'm not lying to you. This is the truth. And that's a really difficult thing to balance and make sense of. Um, And the reason why that's difficult is because particularly when you're overthinking and going into thinking worst case scenario will happen, and here's the proof for it, it almost feels that the normal rules for life and living stop counting. They're just not valid anymore. And we start to think that nothing can be trusted, nothing and nobody can be relied on. Um, and the world and everyone in it is unsafe, including yourself. Um, and so what happens when you start thinking these these thoughts and these themes that overthinking produces is your brain goes, OK, hang on, I'll protect you. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on full alert. So I'm going to walk around the world constantly scanning for danger. Um, I'm going to be really, really careful and keep you safe. And so then what happens? Your brain's doing its job. It's thinking it's protecting you. But then what happens when your brain's on full alert with, and you won't know any different? You'll just feel unsafe, anxious. You'll be overthinking all the things that come with anxiety um, because your brain's on full alert, there'll be behaviour that you back up with this. Because, of course, when you're walking around in your world looking for imminent danger, um, you're going to find it where there isn't any. And that'll be things like, um, I know uh, David Beckham this week, or apparently, on the um, the thing, the documentary that's on Netflix, um, I've not actually seen it, but apparently there's something about he goes round checking candles and candle wicks. And that's an absolute classic one. It's it's anxiety. It's it's probably a little bit OCD, um, which I know he struggles from. Um, but he's he's checking that candles are out, that the wicks are short so that they don't produce a big flame and nothing can set on fire. Um, and I, I think from her email, this is what this lady's doing. She's constantly worrying that candles are still lit. So she's going around checking that she's blown all those out. Um, common things that I hear are about hair straighteners. 
um, you're driving to work or going to pick the kids up or drop them off and you know all you can think of is I've definitely left the straighters on and the house will definitely catch fire um, another common one locking doors locking windows um, some people can do that in a very ritualistic type of way like they've got a certain um, order in which they have to do things again you know it's, it's classified typically as OCD but this is all about anxiety Whatever label you want to put on it, what we're talking about is anxiety and about overthinking, which is what this is. So that's what it is. If it feels familiar, this is what to do to turn the volume down. This is what to do to make yourself feel better. And what this lovely lady said in her email is um, what I think everybody does. I know that lots of people who email me and talk to me and clients that come in and, and um, have have a, a consultation with me, it's always about, we can talk about this stuff, it's about making a difference, doing it differently. It's It's easier said than done, I get it. But these are the easy ways to turn this sort of stuff into action that will make you feel better and less anxious and more able to cope. So if I take you back to that that thing that I said at the start about the thing that we're interested in to stop anxiety is what you think and what you do on the back of what you think. So this lady's going around um, checking candles, making sure that there's nothing still lit. Or if we take good old David Beckham, he's checking wicks, I think, and making sure that they're nice and short. What this is all based on is I can't trust myself. I'm going to have to check this because something awful is definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen to me. And I think it's going to be about this fire thing. So if I do that, it stops the house from setting on fire. So those are the thoughts. And the behaviour is going around checking candles, shortening wicks, whatever that is that you do. So you've got the thoughts there and you've got the behaviour. And it's a big ask but the easiest way to get into that is stop the behaviour. If I could wave a magic wand over everybody listening, I would just stop you doing whatever it is you do that the anxiety drives you to do. I can cure anxiety in a split, split second by getting you to stop the behaviour. But of course, if it was that easy, nobody would be anxious. So think about what you actually do. If it's about candles or locking doors, can you break it down into sections? For example, if it's about locking doors and maybe you're somebody that goes around locking doors and windows, what's the lowest thing? If locking doors and, and going around and you have to check them maybe three times, if that's what you have to do, maybe you could turn the volume down on it a little bit and just lock them and check them once because that's better than three times. Do it in small steps. Break it down into really small steps. If you're David Beckham, you know, he could go around the house, walk around where candles are usually lit and make sure that they're all blown out, but don't be trimming wicks. It sounds weird, doesn't it? Anxiety makes you do some weird and wonderful things. I have some very weird and wonderful conversations. Um, but you get what I'm talking about. Turn down the behaviour and break it down into small chunks and then chop it out. The hardest one will be the last step. And it's always about the fine line between what's really sensible and what's anxiety. Of course, you're going to lock the doors. 
but it's about checking it. You know, I think everybody out there probably checks that the doors are locked before they go to bed. That's really normal. That's not driven by anxiety. That's in and out, you know, kids in and out, whatever's going on. It's really normal to check the back door before you go to bed. But checking it three times, that's anxious checking. And that's where you draw the line. What's normal? What do other people do? And what does anxiety drive you to do? So in answer to this lovely lady's question, that's what she needs to do. And it's as simple as that. If you struggle to chip into that thoughts and behaviour loop, use a diary, make yourself accountable. Um, you know, plan it out, decide what you're going to do each week. Really, really small chunks because everybody's life's really busy. It's important to make it achievable or else you're just setting yourself up to fail. Set yourself up to succeed. Have a little Google on um, probably smart goals. Those would be really useful. Make a plan and stick to it. And all the things I talked about at the start of the conversation about not trusting myself, terrible things happening to me, um, all of those things that your brain does to create the overthinking. Once you take out the thoughts and behaviour, by changing the behaviour, the thoughts will lessen, it just dissolves their power and you'll start to feel more like you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked what you've heard, give me a follow for more ways to move anxiety out of your world for good.